And welcome again to the Enduring Sound Doctrine Podcast. I'm your host, Brother Chris Roberts Sr. And like we do with every podcast, before we get started, let's spark this with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. We praise you for yet another day. We praise you for another opportunity to learn of your word. Father, we ask that you impart wisdom. And you said with all our getting, get an understanding. Father, open the ears of our heart that we might learn of you. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so I want to welcome those of you listening for the first time and re-welcome those that have been listening for a while. It's been a while since I laid the last podcast, and I apologize for that. But um, I'm really excited to get back on here and start podcasting on a regular basis. Um, I don't feel like I have anything new necessarily, but I have had a renewed vigor uh, and enthusiasm uh, to share God's word and more importantly, to share the gospel. So if you've been listening to this podcast, we hammer home the gospel, try to hammer home the gospel every single time. And I'm not going to switch my messaging up necessarily, but I want to be pinpoint accurate. So the name of this podcast is Enduring Sound Doctrine. So let's just read uh, where that comes from. And that's from 2 Timothy chapter 4. And I'm going to start at verse 3. It says, For the time will come. When they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And before that, uh, uh, Paul admonishes Timothy to preach the word, be instant in season and out of season. He's He's telling them that you have to be stable in what you're saying. You have to be sure of what you're saying. You have to be bold in what you're saying, because the time will come when people don't want to hear this message anymore. Paul's messaging never changed. If you read across the epistles, it never changed. His location might have changed. His situation certainly changed. And we know Second Timothy is the last of his writings. This is where he says, I have fought the good fight. He knew he was about to see his end, but he wanted the messaging to go sure. I lo- that's what I love about the Timothy writings. He gave Timothy everything that he had in Timothy. He says that he says, don't be ashamed of the gospel, nor I his prisoner. And in Romans, we know he said the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So what 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 have we talked about so far? What what have we done? I feel like we've laid the foundation found in Hebrews chapter six, the um, doctrine principles of the doctrines of Christ. Uh, We talked about the Greek and Hebrew. Uh, More importantly, I've broken down Hebrew lettering in in certain words uh, from the Old Testament and how those pictures and pictographs from those letters always point back to Jesus and this doctrine. We laid out the KJV versus the NIV and why you need to land on the KJV and the KJV only. And then I did a series of the gospel in action. We know nine times in the Bible, in the books of book of Acts, that people have the gospel applied to their life. We know on the first day that the church was born, 3000 souls had this same gospel applied to their life. And if you Uh, read the great commission 
Jesus tells his disciples, his apostles to go, go and tell them, tell them, tell them what's so teaching them to observe whatsoever I have shown you. Right. And so the gospel is the thing that's going to save people today. What is the gospel? Uh, the gospel is the good news of Jesus's death, burial and resurrection. And this is what needs to be applied to people's life. Baptism, repentance, baptism and walking in the newness of life. So I want to show through the Bible why all of this is true uh, and why every believer needs to solidify themselves in the gospel and why we need to be sure why we need to be sure in this last and evil day that the gospel is what saves us. And we need to be sure of what the gospel is in the Bible. I'm hoping uh, that the format of this podcast will change a little bit. We'll get more guests. Um, I'll certainly have more uh, current events. Um, but what's really uh, getting me excited now is that I had an opportunity to talk to people that were believers but they might not necessarily believe in the fullness of the gospel uh, that I've laid out here before. And again, and that's why we and even in talking to them that helped renew me uh, in the gospel. What do you what do I mean by that? Uh, we got into debates about uh, the nature of God. OK, the oneness of God, the Trinity if you will, those are other things, uh, that I've dispelled on this podcast in, in depth. Um, <clears throat> even, uh, going back to Hebrew six and laying the foundation and how Hebrew six, let's just go there because this is like my third time mentioning that. Um, so in the past, I've, you'll, you'll always hear, uh, papers rustling, right? Cause I'm turning my Bible. So now I'm using my, uh, laptop here and using the blue letter Bible, and I encourage everyone out there to use the Blue Letter Bible uh, as a guide, as a tool, as a supplement tool um, as you read your paper Bible. Uh, but the Blue Letter Bible will give you um, definitions and background on the words um, and on what, what you're reading in the Bible. So Hebrews 6, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God and of the doctrines of baptisms and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And what I want to focus on is how the order here in Hebrews six matches the order that Peter laid out in Acts chapter two. So let's go back to Acts chapter two. And I'm going to start at verse 35, 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made this same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So this is the first day of the church. Um, I don't know the exact days. People say it's been 40 days since Jesus last showed himself. And then the day of Pentecost came, right? And so 
on this day, the Holy Ghost fell, evidence speaking in tongues, and people thought they were drunk. And Peter said, these men are not drunk as ye assume, but this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And he told the gospel story, starting with David and how David prophesied about Jesus. And then as we just read, he said, God hath made this same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. He is the promised Messiah that they all were looking for. These were all Jews of different nationalities, same ethnicity, different nationality. Right. Um, and they were pricked in their heart because now the Christ had come. He had gone and sent back the gift. He said, what what are we going to do? And Peter said, repent, be baptized, every one of you for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And as we read in Hebrews, it's doctrine of repentance from dead works, faith towards God, and the doctrine of baptisms, plural, water baptism, spirit baptism, right? Jesus said, you'll be baptized of the Holy Ghost. Peter had to recall that. Let's just read it because, again, I'm... Uh, In Acts eleven sixteen, then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized of the Holy Ghost, right? Water and spirit. These are Jesus's words. And so this has not changed despite what uh, people may say, despite what might go on in your church or anybody's church. God is still pouring out his spirit. He's still filling people and baptizing people with the Holy Ghost, evidence speaking in tongues. This is what's going to save a sin sick world. This is what's going to save us today. The gospel has not changed, folks. The gospel um, has not been altered. The message has not been changed. Um, you know, we've let we've let this other doctrines creep into the church. And creep into people's heart, you know, starting with probably starting with the, the Trinity and the nature of God. If people can't understand the nature of God, there's no way they're going to believe his word. Right. And so once we can crack through that, Jesus said, except a man is um, believe and is baptized, he shall be saved. And if he believe not, he shall be damned. That's Mark 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. So you have to believe. You have to first believe. Uh, we saw that when we went through the gospel in action in Mark, Acts chapter 8 and Acts chapter 16 and uh, Acts chapter 19. These were believers. These were already believers, but they needed to be baptized. These were people that believed. And then they were baptized. We got to make people understand that Acts 238 is not a denomination uh, scripture. It's not just for apostolics and Pentecostals. Acts 238 is for everyone. He said, be repent and be baptized every one of you. And it's not just for you. It's for your children's children and them that are far off in time. Right. It's for everybody and every single time. Uh, it's, it's weird to me that that verse alone is not enough or it's often refuted and well, he didn't mean it like that. 
and the word you get got to break down the word for and no 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 that has not changed okay the gospel uh and let's just go back to what the gospel is first corinthians 15 for starting at verse three for i delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. So he died. He was buried and he rose again. He would he died. He buried. He was buried and he rose again. Repent, be baptized, receive the Holy Ghost, evidence speaking in tongues. Um, what I like how Paul breaks it down in Romans chapter six, starting at verse one, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may be abound, that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? So this, um, speaks to the people that say you are saved by faith alone, grace alone. Yes. Faith and grace will save you, but that's not how you are saved. It's because of God's grace. It's because of your faith. You are saved. Once you have the faith, then you need somebody to send. Okay, we'll get to that. That's also in Romans. All right. Um, Verse three. Know you not that as many of us that were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized unto his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead. By the glory of the Father, even so, we also shall walk in the newness of life. Because we've had our sins remitted, washed away due to the water baptism in Jesus' name, we can walk in the newness of life. Friends and brethren, sisters, everybody, this gospel has not changed. This word hasn't changed. Um, I get excited just thinking about this and being able to tell everybody about this gospel. This gospel still saves. I'm going to go end on this scripture right here. Romans one. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth first to the Jew first and also to the Greek, the power of God unto salvation amen so the gospel the gospel is what saves us um you know uh, i had to break down these scriptures to people that said that they believed there's another scripture I, i i love um in galatians 3 3 and 27 for as many of you that have been baptized into christ have put on Christ. You got to have that name, Jesus Christ called over you when you are baptized, you got to have the name. And that was another point of contention is if calling on the name of Jesus during baptism necessary. Well, in the Bible, that's the only way people were baptized. They were not baptized in the titles, father, son, and Holy ghost. And people are repeating what Jesus said and not doing what Jesus said to do. He said, baptize in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy Ghost. Uh, we know in first John five and seven, it says those three are one and their name is one. 
one scripture um, in Zechariah says the Lord will be one and his name one. Right. And so baptism in the name of Jesus Christ is necessary for salvation. We lay that out by explaining the gospel. And so I hope everybody here understands what we have laid out. Uh, the scriptures we have put down, we can put it out in any array. We can go in any order uh, that's needed. Uh, the, the key is that we lay it out so that people can understand that they can hear the word and be pricked in their heart, just like they were on the day of Pentecost and ask, what must I do to be saved? Amen. God bless you. I hope something was said uh, to encourage you to understand this word better. We're going to be back. Uh, more, more powerful, more better than ever. And we're going to still bring this word. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we just thank you. We thank you for giving us another opportunity to learn of your word. Lord God, we ask that this seed, Lord God, take hold in our heart, Father. Lord God, we ask, Lord God, as we hunger and thirst after you, Father. Lord God, that you will fill us up, Lord God, like you promised in your word. Lord God, we just thank you. We praise you. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, God bless you.